Welcome to episode 194 of the Tall Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. Let's get into some geekiness. Um, first things first, though, some bad news. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con has been canceled again this year. Um, they're not even going to try to risk it and do an in-person one, so they're switching to virtual. Uh, you and I have never gone, so to be honest with you, it's not a, it's not really a huge thing in my book, to be quite honest with you. No, I mean, this year is shot for the most part. You know? It's like... <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> It's like 2020 part two altogether. But I mean, I was not planning on going to any conventions. I'm not vaccinated yet, uh, nor would I be jumping right into it anyhow, especially like a I don't want to say the word cesspool, but um, of people. But it's a bunch of people uh, sweatiness and all just kind of hanging. So um, maybe next year, because, I, you know, being in California now, I'm very excited to go down to San Diego and go to that con or do whatever right. down there at some point. Yeah. Uh, just get some really good tacos because San Diego has a lot of them. Uh, Exactly. It's freaking beautiful. So other than uh, how beautiful California is, what are you geeking out on? (laughs) Uh, Well, I just read Future State in a matter of days. I mean, probably two nights sit down. Uh, Every single one of them? 90%. 90 percent of it uh i am i tackled most of the other stuff uh outside of a lot of the gotham stuff Uh, like the the smaller gotham books which i'll be you know reading this week probably but uh, i wanted to read the main titles and then kind of break my way down Uh, it's not a lot what i really like about this series is that instead of throwing like 52 issues and all these new titles that they're not going to sell they did a much like more limited release of books they charge a little bit more and they're getting like one to three stories in each book so there's on the main books you get a little more backup uh backup stories and whatnot and some cool stuff happens in those so it was a really good read uh if anybody's been thinking about reading future state it's it's pretty solid very 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 cool stuff they do um and i'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out in infinite frontier yeah i'm i'm excited to read it i almost i almost started today but i was like i feel like i need to go and like finish the runs up that I just dropped off of last year when everything was all wonky with DC and stuff. Like I need to finish Batman and all that stuff. And I need to read death metal. Um, so that's, you know, I'll, I will get to it, but I, I kind of want to read those other things first. Not necessary, but uh, okay. there are some things that feed into it because all this stuff is kind of like such a big jump. Uh, and it jumps to different parts of, you know, the future. And so I didn't feel that lost. Uh, and I, you know, I've been kind of lacking on my DC reading as well. Uh, so I would, re- I would read, I would read, uh, death metal at least. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the big one. Um, but similar to you, as far as geeking out, I've been reading comics and I read all of the Jupiter's legacies and circles and um you know now the the show is coming out i was like okay i had read legacy one but i didn't read the other one so i went and, and read everything and it does it starts off slow i was talking to ruben about it and he's like oh i couldn't get into it. it's like all this family shit bar and then by when you get the whole picture it was like okay this is this is great. And Mark Millar continues to be my favorite comic book writer. So 
I really did love it. So now I'm even more excited about the show. Um, for sure. Definitely, definitely pumped about that. Um, all right. So let's get into some Marvel news here. Uh, first things first. Supposedly, <laughs> so this is a rumor right now. Okay. Don't believe the clickbait. Um, MCU X-Men movie, The Mutants is being developed right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, we talked about it, obviously, like when the news dropped. But what is your thoughts on this? I like the title. I think the title is the best approach. I mean, we did discuss kind of how it's like new. Uh, what was it? New Mutants or whatever. Yeah. It's going to maybe get crossed over and confused with that. I But with that aside, I think it's a clever cl- title. I just don't. I don't know really what to say because <laughs> I, you know, with WandaVision doing its own thing and really sticking to the Avengers side of things um, and not doing really any kind of mutant, uh, true mutant uh, introductions into that mm-hmm. show. I just, I don't feel like they're, they're ready yet for it. And the fact that they're, they're already up with a title and that there's production starting. I don't know. I always thought this would be more phase five and we have not seen a lot of Phase 4 yet. So I don't, I don't know what to say about it, even though I'm sure Kevin Feige is working behind the scenes <laughs> doing exactly this. this I mean, thing. he's he's tirelessly working. I mean, the dude's an X-Men fan. Um, so, you know, as we always say, in Feige we trust. Uh, and, you know, I know he has an idea of what he wants to do with these characters. Personally, I want it to be a TV show that these guys get introduced in because, you know, despite some of the tripping up that happened during WandaVision, I care more about her in vision than I ever have. And Mm -hmm. it's because of the long form storytelling. So uh, with such a broad range of characters, um, they deserve to have more re uh, room to breathe. I, I absolutely agree. And it's just, this long form storytelling is the way. Uh, why are we trying to cram a superhero story into two hours? I mean, sometimes With potentially it, like 16 characters, right? That's it's the just, thing. It's too much, man. It's too much. I want five shows about the X-Men blue, gold, and more orange. <laughs> you got it. Um, all right. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is cast as Hella <laughs> in Thor four. Um, I don't know what's going on in this movie. I don't even need to care. Taika Waititi is off the rails, and I'm I'm here for it. This is one of my favorite scenes from Ragnarok. Is that play? And I'm ready oh, for more. I know Matt Damon's back, so yes, yeah. Sam Neill is back. They're all, like most of them are back to do it. Um, and so <laughs> I'm just this is really funny. I think this is a really interesting casting. And um, like you, I, I can't wait to see what Tyga does with this movie because there's a lot of there's so much stuff going into it uh, with a like gore and Lady Thor and all this, all this heavy, heavy stuff. And I'm, I'm really excited. I don't want to know anything. I just want to I want to yeah. watch it. <laughs> and I saw Do you see those pictures of Natalie Portman looking like jacked? No, no, I didn't look because I was like, mm, do I want to look? It's not a no. It's just her. Just looking like she put on a lot of muscle <laughs> not like hulk hogan jack like chris hemsworth right who's like no no oh, which i can't wait to see that movie see when now like, they all have to work out 
so they can keep up with him. I read that about his stunt trainer, like his stunt double. He's like, I can't keep up with you, Hemsworth. Well, he has his own training <laughs> app. I mean, the dude's got to keep up with it, right? It's um, something. <laughs> right. And then in news, it's not really news. T.I. is out of Ant-Man 3, to which I asked the same question that the internet did was, T.I. was in Ant-Man 2? <laughs> right. I, I totally I, forgot. Me too. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, I all I remember for that movie is the really hot chick from the sci-fi show that played Ghost. Um, and... <laughs> And, and some the great hot chick for the sci-fi show. <laughs> you you nailed her. I did. I did. Well, whoever, sorry, whoever that actress is, uh, we don't know your name, but <laughs> she was good in, as Ghost. But yeah, you know, I to me, Ant Man movies are like Marvel light. So yeah. I don't really, other than Paul Rudd, everyone else. Oh well, sorry, and Evangeline Libby and Michael Douglas. Well, exactly. And that's the thing about this new one. It's right. Who's the, who are these people? Um, This next one's going to be on such a larger scale. Eh, Maybe not, you know, they're all very small, but on a larger scale with Kane and and everything. So I just feel like I don't see really like where TI would fit in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're jumping across the pond. Superman and Lois has had what? One episode, two episodes already. And it's season two has been greenlit. Uh, everyone likes it. I have not read any bad reviews, even from the internet. So, um, yeah, the internet, man. Um, yeah, you know, you watched it. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the pilots in a half yet. So, you know, are you excited? I am. I loved, I loved the pilot. Uh, I loved, let me put it this way. Um, I'm afraid about like an, an extra episode order. I like the fact that they're going with less episodes on these shows. I feel like they would have more, like they have more quality there. I don't feel like they do. They get more quality with doing less, putting money, more money into each episode. The second episode was, was great. Um, and then it ended really strong. So I'm just, I don't want them to get like, Oh, we need more Superman and Lois and we need to do a 24 episode season. Like the rest of the CW shows. No, you don't. You don't need to do it ever. No. I mean, really. Honestly, the CW, I don't, you know, other than like, I don't even say the cost of production. You should do a superhero show that maybe costs a little bit more, 13 episodes, and then, you know, mire that with, you know, another Riverdale type show that costs way less because there's not CGI. And just do that and do them 13 episodes a piece. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about another CW show, which. Again, that could be nothing. It could cost nothing. So, I mean, how much is Walker, Texas Ranger costing you? Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, let's, ugh, yeah. That's the death of these shows, is that many episodes. Well, well, they also have to have a better strategy, I think, too. It's like, put these shows on longer breaks, but then bring in another show to fill in that gap so people don't right. feel like it's gone for five months. Like, make I don't care if it's gone for five months if you're bringing it back quality wise and i'm watching right. something else during that so they they can just kind of change i think they can change everything <laughs> they are it's kind of interesting right <laughs> uh speaking of changes supergirl season six will be the finale um series finale right correct and, and then that's on the end of the month march 30th so uh melissa 
Benoist or whatever, however you say her name, she had a kid or is pregnant. So, I mean, she's done. Grant Gustin's going to follow real fast behind. Ha ha ha. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the end of a lot of that, that era at this point. Yeah. And this is kind of like, I was saying Superman and Lois goes on like a hiatus. I think it was a coronavirus forced hiatus actually. And so now Supergirl's going to start during that, that absence. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, all of these shows like the flash, this one, I'm just interested in this, this diggle, Diggle storyline, yeah, and that's what I'm going to tune in for. That's that's yeah. I'm not going to watch all the fluff, all the puffer pigs, right? <sighs> Jeez, don't ever say that. Um, all right, so finally, <laughs> Justice League Snyder Cut. Um, there's six chapters, so spread out across four hours. Um, we've got the chapter titles here. Uh, don't call me Martha. Um, <laughs> Unite the seven. Wait, sorry, six. Uh, where's Green Lantern? Uh, Ezra Miller still beat up that girl, never unproven. Uh, what Ray Parker's Revenge? Um, <laughs> Ray Fisher's Revenge? Yeah. So, yeah, weird titles. Didn't expect those, oh. but yeah, Chris. Uh, it was also Dark Sides um, <laughs> Eating Abs. Disorder. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dark Sides Bulimia. Yeah. So, strange. Strange they went with those titles, um, <laughs> but hey, you know, I'm, we're we're gonna watch it. And oh, so you know, we can talk about this. So we're gonna do a crossover event, guys, um, uh, on the DFAT Network, uh, which you are listening to one of the many shows uh, that are part of it. Um, we are going to be bringing in Gutsy Media, as well as um, Campfire Tales. Very excited. Twelve hours long. 12 hours of podcasting. Yeah. So, um, God, I hope not. But I think it will be fun to really explore this, regardless of how this movie is. We're here. We're talking about it. We've been actually, unfortunately, talking about this movie far longer (laughs) than it ever deserved. But, um, yeah, we're going to find out what happens. So, Chris, bring us over to, to another galaxy, though, please. Yeah, man, you got it. Let's uh, let's talk a little Star Wars news. Uh, we have a casting uh, for Kenobi, and this is an interesting one because uh, another Game of Thrones star is joining the uh, the Star Wars world. So uh, we got a little, Indira Varma has been cast uh, in an undisclosed role, and there's been plenty of uh, I guess speculation about who she will be playing. Uh, so what do you what do you think? What do you think is going to happen here? I mean, of course. What? What? Of course, I think it's Satine. <laughs> of course, you already got Bo Katan. Uh, you know, in in uh, Mandalorian. You know, here here's the thing. So, uh, my cousin Chris Sieber, who does it crap from the '80s, he says he doesn't think that Filoni should be like the new Shepard of the Star Wars universe, and he the reason why he says this is because Filoni is too much in his own world to let Star Wars fully breathe. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that statement because I think that Filoni learned from George and therefore he can do whatever the hell he wants because he really did learn from the maker. That being said, it does continue to make the show smaller. And especially with what you're going to say after this is it's two things. 
it makes it smaller because we didn't really need an Obi-Wan show, even though we all want one. Um, and it also does on the current counter argument. I'm excited to see what her casting would be or what the hell this dude's been doing. And, and why is he old Ben and blah, blah, blah. Like, do we need it? No. Do I want to see it? Yes. But at some point I will be excited when we're away from the Skywalker period. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I, for one, will always disagree with Chris on that, on that smaller view on every, <laughs> on everything. You know, just, I love you, yeah, Chris, you know that, but yeah. I, I guess the thing here is like for everybody who wants to take that extra step outside that trilogy, outside the prequel trilogy and really embrace it. I think that, like you said, Filoni was like the Padawan of, of George Lucas. And I've enjoyed everything he's done and the storytelling he does. It's all star Wars. And we can all argue, uh, everything is Star Wars is Star Wars. But the sequel trilogy really kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouths, regardless. Right. And now you have somebody who came in, paid homage to doing new things and also to the old ways of the old and did a great job with it. And everybody loved it for the most part. And so I can't say that I don't want to see Filoni shepherd this stuff in. I think right. that... You know, I I trust him. I trust him more than Kevin Feige now after WandaVision. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a bad joke, but uh, <laughs> that's a it's a correct one. All yeah, right. So <laughs> let's put it this way: this making the world smaller is 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 a problem. Um, more for this next thing where there's the there's there's a rumor that Ewan McGregor may play Obi Wan on the Cassian Andor show, and <laughs> I don't know. I don't want for me, Kenobi leaving Tatooine doesn't make any sense. And you can do a great, very small, epic storyline that takes place in Tatooine without having to drive him up into the space lanes. I don't get it. Unless Andor goes to Tatooine. That's, I, I think this is one of those things where they're like, well, we got him. He's going to do it. Let's just use him. You know what I mean? Like he's doing the training. He's 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 back in it. The fans want him more than any other. You know, really, honestly, they want him more than anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I I I know from a business standpoint, I guess if you will, why he's doing it and why he may show up. But again, even the Andor show. I don't need an Andor show, but of course I'll be watching it. Exactly. I mean, come on. We both love spy stuff. Of they course. Do it right, I'm not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's but they have a chance to really get outside of things. Even though they're tramped in that that civil war period, they could do really different things with this show. And bringing Obi-Wan Kenobi is just like, hey, that's our Easter egg, you know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's go and take a quick commercial break. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. Need more context on your favorite movie? 
is Obama. Obama, as okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. We are back from those spectacular commercials, and we're going to get into a little comic book talk. Uh, first up, Marvel has announced their Infinite Frontier. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Infinite Destinies. Um, anyways, but the Infinity Stones are going to be coming back to Marvel once again. Uh, and so this new storyline will start in June. And so uh, leading up to that, uh, the annuals will be spotlighting each different Marvel character and leading into the Infinity Score which stars the black cat, which sounds like a heist story to me. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm down for that idea. If it's executed in a cool way. Uh, yes, <laughs> sure. I like black cat and let's use her in a totally different way. I, I, I'd be down for that. Right. Isn't that kind of clever? Um, it is. Put this, put this very, I don't want to say B level character, but she is, um, for black cat um on on the top of this huge event that has to do with the infinity stones but you know what if this uh if this is a good story and it's a good heist story and it's not something super epic uh at least to start you know it's it sounds pretty interesting to me so uh next up dc uh just coming off the success of infant frontier number zero uh they did announce uh, six-issue miniseries for Infinite Frontier. And that'll be kicking off also in June. It'll be led by Joshua Williamson uh, and then more after that. So this, uh, you know, what they set up from Future State leading in Infinite Frontier uh, in the the few different stories that they touched on in that number zero issue, it was really, really, uh, I thought that was a great issue. And that's what actually propelled me into reading Future State right away because I was going to wait for it to hit the app. Okay. And I and I didn't because I just say I need to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to see because Infinite Frontier now takes us back to the present, building towards what could happen. Okay, um, I like Josh Williamson. Honestly, uh, I'd probably read anything he does. So that's a cool. He's not the choice I would have thought for that. So that's that's cool. Yeah, he's. He's been doing he's been doing some great stuff with with DC uh, before this even you know with I think he started Rebirth right right exactly yeah. and so I read some of his Future State stuff and it was really good um, and I've always liked him but I've never really followed him that much uh, his image stuff is right fantastic yeah right exactly and that's what I've you know that's what I've heard and um, this makes me really want to kind of just get more into Joshua Williamson. Uh, so yeah, that's coming out in June, but, uh, this, this seems to be something you might be interested in. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. As soon as I finished Jupiter circle, I was all excited and I was like, okay, show's coming, show's coming. And then at the end of the book, it's like in 2019, Jupiter's Requiem is coming. And I was like, oh, wait a second. It's 2021. <laughs> uh, so anyway, finally, 
uh, Jupiter's Legacy Requiem is going to be going on sale um, June 16th. It's about a month after the show premieres in May. Um, I looked for it, and I could not find out where to pre-order it. So uh, I looked literally everywhere. June books are not out yet. Uh, May's, I just actually ordered all my May books the other day. So I will let you know. Yeah, because I I have quite a lot of variants of all the Jupiters. (laughs) Mark Millar in general. Oh, yeah. Got a lot. So, um, So anyway, yeah. So that's coming out. Uh, speaking of comic stuff, though, let's go over to Crowd Sorcery. Uh, Hollowed issue three. That's me. That's my it's comic. You. Um, how's that doing? It's doing good. We are funded. The DFAT Comics release is funded. Thank you to listeners and um, past backers who probably are you listeners. Uh, you know, and there we're almost at a stretch goal. Um, which I think is a bookmark. I think I offered that. So I'm excited for that. And then I also added a participation goal. So not just backers. So if we reach like a hundred backers, you got something, I think the scripts. Uh And then if you got to the $2,000 mark, then it was a a bookmark. So yeah, I saw someone else did that and I was like, I'm stealing that idea. That's a great idea. I like that idea. Yeah. So something to keep in mind for us uh, for future Kickstarters. And then um, the other thing is this apparition. Uh, This is kind of like a pulp comic, almost a little bit of a the Phantom sort of thing. Uh, Kieran Noon um, is the writer behind it. He works for Halftone Productions. And for all of you who backed the Illusion Witch, he did all the graphic design work for that. So um, him and Ruben are actually working on a comic that is due out uh, later this year. Um, So, um, yeah, the apparition is on Kickstarter now for another 18 days. Uh, So check that out as well. It looks like a fun book. I backed it. And uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, and then let's go over to TV news. TV news. Bosch is getting a spinoff. Did you watch this show? I didn't. I'm actually, okay. um, this is something I've been wanting to watch. Yeah, this is, yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah, I did want to see this. This is one of those Amazon things. So the seventh season will come out this summer. And then apparently some character from the show will get their own show. It's so all you Bosch fans. Check it out. <laughs> Chris, did you watch this trailer? So Kung Fu. I did. I did watch okay. this trailer. Tell me about this. It it actually doesn't look as, as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, <laughs> um, I don't, like, cool. don't want to be like that. But, <laughs> um, you know, this this is interesting. I do like the fact that they, they have a very diverse um, a cast, uh, that David Carradine is not showing up in it. Um, well, he's dead. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he as a as a kung fu ghost um yeah. so i don't know this actually like you said earlier it's like do these shows where you don't have to have a budget you're gonna get a good like you're gonna get a good viewership for it this is this is a win this is a win with a female lead uh and just just family dynamics and like asian family dynamics in america and stuff like that so it just 
I think this this it looks really strong actually. Yeah, I didn't honestly I didn't hear about it until you put this on the on the slate here. So I'm I would check it out. I actually like the original Kung Fu. Um and you know, like you said, with a more diverse cast female lead, I think that will be even even better. And it's funny, it's another Berlanti. Right, dude. I, he he must just own the CW. I, I guess at this point, probably by now. Probably at least it's Soul. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about the Powerpuff Girls getting a live action pilot. Uh, we now have a director. Maggie Kylie will be directing the pilot, um, and of course, Berlanti is producing. Um, so, d- did you watch Powerpuff Girls when we were in college? Randomly. Nothing okay. I really got into. Uh, I liked what I watched when I watched it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I did. I definitely did, actually. It was on Cartoon Network, and I even saw the movie in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. So I am pretty excited about this, though I, I'm very curious... It says, like, now they're disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to <laughs> crime fighting. Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever? That's smart. Yeah. That's that looks- super smart. So they make all of it canon, basically? Yes. Like, that's, that is really smart. That's a smart idea. Um, I did not know that. So, so yeah, uh, I hope it gets call to order you know what i mean just because you're directing the pilot doesn't mean anything it means you know that's out there but maybe it will maybe it'll come what do you think it's some um uh, i guess what is that uh scott pilgrim vibes here you know if they can do i guess graphically like how do you how do you present that in live action you know do you just do it kind of wacky like scott pilgrim i i'm interested to see what this is going to look like honestly especially on the cw yeah, with with that budget and cartoon to live action translation, you know, one of the main villains is Mojo Jojo, who's that like mind monkey. I mean, I guess I guess Grodd's on TV, but <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, exactly. we'll find out what happens. So you can in, come play that part. Right. Uh, in awesome news. Uh, we've got Chucky. We've got some casting news. So this is the show that Don Mancini, the creator, is actually uh, doing for USA and Sci-Fi. Uh, Devin Sawa, star, you know, Final Destination star, he is going to be cast. Uh, we've also got a bunch of people that I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know everybody else that's in here. Zachary Arthur, Tio Briones. I, I don't know, but I just know. We've got Brad Dorif is back. Uh, his daughter um, is also in it. She's possessed by Tiffany, who Jennifer Tilly is back. Um, and I like Devin Sawa. So, uh, yeah, this is coming out. It's supposed to come out this year. I mean, everything got pushed back because of COVID, but I think it's coming out later this year. But anyway, are you excited about this as I am? Uh, you know the answer to that. Um I accept no Chucky besides the Mancini Chucky, even though that movie was okay. Um, And, you know, I'll always admit when I'm wrong, mostly. Uh, But like we've always said, this is when the world of Chucky is still alive and well, this is what needs to be happening. Yeah. And a Chucky cereal. I'm ready. Yep. Super down. Super down. 
Um, all right, so let's go over to movie news. Um, we've got uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Hugh Grant has been cast as the villain. <laughs> this is like you guys were doing some good things, and then this popped in, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> if Hugh Grant does the voice of a dragon, that could be better. A voice yeah. of some CGI monster or something. But if he's like some bad king or whatever, I, I'm I'm not ready to buy it. Right. I uh, I don't know. Maybe he's a mind flayer. You know. So it's just uh, I don't know. We'll we'll find out what that looks like. Um, also in casting, we we've got Sophia. Uh, Lillis, who's going to be joining in. Um, she was on It and um, that Netflix show. I can't remember. I think she's like a superhero or whatever. Anyway, she's the redhead and she's a good actress. So she's joining the cast as well. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't do much worse in the 90s movie, right? Ooh, the one with Marlon Wayans. Was that nice? Yes. In Jeremy Irons. Yeah. No, probably. Lois and Clark, right? Yeah, probably can't. Right. It's probably just so horrible. Um, all right. So Thunder Force, speaking of Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, they're best friends who used to be best friends. They reunite and they gain superpowers. Um, I did not watch this trailer. I don't like Melissa McCarthy for the most part. So what did you think of this? What about Jason Bateman with crab arms? Yeah, I do. Okay. I love Jason Bateman. Right. So for that reason, and actually I love Octavia Spencer. Right. I watched almost everything she's been in. And if you guys haven't seen Ma, one of the most hilarious movies I've seen. So funny. I will say I did like, um, what was that? The Kitchen with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I, it's like Seth Rogen. Right. It's not like I hate them i will never watch their movies it's just that like i don't go actively to watch them that's all so if by accident it's on tv you sit down you i watched watch that it. seth rogan movie that was with um charlie's theron long shot it's actually a very good movie i heard that's a good one yeah so that's all <laughs> hit or miss hit or miss yeah um Anyway, Thunder Force is out and it's coming or it's coming out to Netflix and April 9th. It's coming. Uh, we've got our first look at Space Jam 2. I don't even like to say these titles, man. This is horrible. I hate the first one. I'm in the minority here. I know most people like Space. You can talk about this one. I've never watched Space Jam. You haven't? You like no. basketball. It's at our voodoo, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be watching it. Um, I don't know why I never watched it. I don't know why I missed that first one for some reason. It's just, and I never, I never went back. I accepted it as a free movie you know, <laughs> back yeah. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I will, I will watch. I do love basketball. Uh, I do love Looney Tunes. Uh, and I like to see what LeBron James does on, on the big screen. I, I'm a big LeBron fan. So, you know, I'll, I'll give this a chance. So I, I mean, Ryan Coogler is producing it, you know? So, yeah, I'm just 
a little disappointed that I guess Pepe Le Pew is not going to be in this movie. I'm so sad, man. I just, yeah. It might stop me from watching it all together. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so anyway, Space Jam, you can go see those pictures. They're out there. It's a movie that's happening on HBO Max. And then finally, in really good news, uh, Mortal Kombat's composer uh, says it does include the iconic theme music. And that's it. I don't really know what else you need to know other than that was one of the greatest songs of the 90s, period. And Benjamin Walfish, who did The Invisible Man, will you know be working that in there. I, for one, when I watched the trailer the first time, I questioned where. Did one... you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. It's that was... Is it? Yeah, it oh. is. I gotta watch it's, it. Again, it's at man. the it's at the very end. They yell. Uh, no, they don't yell, but you hear like a different type of version of the doo 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 doo. Like you hear just a just a you know they just kind of remix it a little bit, but it's there for sure. And I because I was waiting the whole trailer too. I was like, okay, when are they gonna do it? And then they do it right at the end, and I was like, right on. <laughs> I must have missed it. Ah. Yeah, I've watched that trailer more than a few times. <laughs> well, I'll be watching it again. Just to... check it out. Check it out. Get those yeah. juices flowing. Um. So anyway, guys, go download that 1993 soundtrack because it is boss and take that right into the next commercial break. Hey, come take a seat at the campfire. You're not the only one who joins. I've got friends that come over sometimes, too. We talk about a ton of interesting things from geek culture then we cover some conspiracies or philosophical thoughts or monsters. You know, we talked about Bigfoot in one episode. It's a lot of fun, so come join me at the Campfire Chats, a DFAT entertainment podcast hosted on Spotify and other fine places you find podcasts. Do you miss hanging out at bars with a friend? Cream, cream ale. Do you miss those two friends of yours that would always end up drinking too much, leading to discussions about political philosophy? If so, then we have a podcast for you. When they nuked the Capitol, you know, that was bad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jake. Join us at the tavern for a pint, a few laughs, and some nonsensical discussions. I will say neither of us are constitutional lawyers. <laughs> a political podcast for the unencumbered political mind. Search for the Bull and Moose Tavern on your favorite podcast streaming service today. He managed to make Trump look good on something. It's like, bad. We are back from those commercials, and we are going to jump into some video game news. You're an Aliens fan, right, Casey? I'm an Aliens fan. We all love Xenomorphs. Yeah, but except no love it. <laughs> That's right. Except, except when it's been on video games. Unfortunately, now I won't say anything bad about Alien: Isolation because that was that was a good change in pace for. Uh, for the alien games, but I do remember being scarred by aliens, colonial Marines and vowing never to buy an aliens game ever again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. but I might have to change that tune because it looks like aliens fire team, uh, a co-op shooter will be hitting PC, all the playstations, Xbox one and all the Xboxes, I guess um, it's coming out this summer. And so it's by Cold Iron Studios. Uh, it's a multi-level third-person shooter. And, you know, from the trailer, it looks pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, I will say the only really good Aliens 
game uh were those arcade ones man that was where the those were the best yeah those are definitely uh like the aliens versus predator games and well i remember alien 3 being real shitty but uh for, for the most part yeah they they've got a mixed history uh for sure but um the the trailer at least the trailer looks amazing but i think collectively as a as a gaming culture and a movie culture we're probably going to wait a little bit until the reviews come out and then and then if it's great game over then we will be buying it and we will be playing it <laughs> for sure they'll probably suck me in with a really cool statue or something well yeah if they give us a collectible i mean duh of course <sighs> That was the only good thing about Colonial Marines. Right. Yeah, it's power loader, right? Yeah, for the alien like on top of it. It was awesome. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. So this is set 23 years after the original Alien trilogy. Alien's fire team drops players into the role of a Colonial Marine aboard the USS Endeavor, recently tasked for with answering a distress call from the outer colonies, deployed to overrun facilities, abandoned ruins, and strange alien landscapes as you battle terrifying enemies across four campaigns. With two friends or AI teammates. Cool. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Sifu. Now, Sifu, you shared with me the other day. This is um, this is a PlayStation exclusive, right? Yeah. This um, I, I, it's one of those smaller games. You know what I mean? And those are often the best. But it the action. It's like a martial arts game, and I don't know, you turn from a young person into an old man. And I guess maybe, you know, as your martial arts get better, you know, you progress chronologically through the game. Whatever. Trailer looked great. Um, you know, if it comes in at like a $20, $25 price point, because it's probably only going to be like a few hours or, you know, maybe like five hour game or whatever. I'm down. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun. So, yeah, trailer trailer was great. Yeah, and so it's being put up by Slow Clap, who I've never heard of. Uh, okay, so yeah. Interesting. Sifu is one life enough to have Kung Fu. <laughs> In Sifu, you play a young Kung Fu student on a path of vengeance. Running after shadows from his past, one against all, he will have to draw deep into the, his unique mastery of Pack My Kung Fu to prevail. So, hmm. right on. Yeah, that's that looks really cool. Uh, it reminds me of like a Daredevil... Yeah, hallway. The, the fu- yeah, right. Well, the raid. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah. Yep. All those things. All those the the crazy people things. saw the raid and then they all decided to try to make it. <laughs> right. Can't uh, blame them. Can't blame them at all. Yeah. And then and then finally in gaming, uh, kind of like following the Diablo four path. Uh, it looks like Dungeons and Dragons is also going to try its hand at an open world. Uh third-person RPG game. Um, Dungeons & Dragons, I mean, Baldur's Gate is technically a Dungeons & Dragons game. So, I mean, they're already doing a bunch of games, mobile games as well. Uh, So what does that mean? What is that going to look like? Um, I don't know, you know, (laughs) but I'll probably play it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be definitely like Assassin's Creed Witcher style. Uh, I would imagine... You know, that's the one thing about like Neverwinter's MMO. So I tried playing that. I, I'm not really into MMO so much. I love actual RPGs uh, where it really delves into the graphics 
and and story and more. So yeah. this is something I'd be really interested in 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 hearing more about. So uh, this is being put out by Hidden Path Entertainment. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, what time is it though? Wasn't sure. Up. Uh, it's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy enthusiasts and action figure lovers, uh, it is time to talk some plastic. So, uh, Todd McFarlane and McFarlane Toys have been on an onslaught of releasing DC Multiverse figures into my collection uh, as of late. But at first I was like, great, I can have some time off. There's not going to be a ton of stuff coming out and I can skip the Snyder Cut figures because I really don't need them. But then he announced these death metal figures. But that's, I regress. Let's talk about these Justice League Snyder Cut figures that really don't look too good. These look like complete garbage, in my opinion. And um, McFarlane has been a mixed bag with these releases. Uh, Super excited about how fast they come out. Seems like there's new toys every month. Um, And the choices that they made, we've talked about it, how they're not going back which is cool. It's kind of like, hey, DC Collectibles, you did your own thing. Uh, we're, we're just, you know, we're going with the more current storylines, which is great. So they've been doing a mix of that. Um, I, I guess just with this particular release uh, of the, uh, the Snyder Cut figures, they just look like shit. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really, I guess, where our jokes about Darkseid and his eating disorder come from. I don't really understand that look. I like, like... You're going to put out another one with armor on. I know that's kind of been his his style to just do these variant figures and get you to buy right. them. But here's the thing. What happened to more photorealistic faces, especially at this, you know, this price point? And that's what everybody's really looking at now. Like these look like the Mattel multiverse figures from before that were coming out right before they got the axe on that. And then McFarlane picked up the license. So I um. I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe when we're looking at real faces versus comic faces and he can deliver on the comic faces more, that's fine with me because those are the ones I'm going to buy anyhow. Uh, And speaking of that, um, all right, hold on. I'm sorry. Coming with the Justice League figures, Aquaman, Batman, Batman as Bruce Wayne, Cyborg, Cyborg with a helmet, Flash, Superman with black suit, Superman with blue and red suit, and then Mega Figs, Darkseid and Steppenwolf, which are twice the price. So that's that's being rolled out as we speak. You can order some of these on Amazon uh, with the rest coming soon. Uh, but like I said, there are there was something else that was announced, and that's the death metal figures, uh, which I've been waiting for. Uh, they did a bunch of the uh, the, the Dark Knights metal ones, uh, which were cool. And a lot of the uh, the Ultra Batmans. But now we're getting into like this very uh it's way more of a, a fantasy storyline than anything. And now we get these really cool, like souped up uh, versions of, of the characters like heavy metal Superman. Yeah, these are just, I mean, these are great. I love um, that look of wonder woman as well, obviously. So the Batman's what a rehash, right? It's like, it is, it comes with the guitar scythe, right? Yeah. And the, the all father, um, the all father piece. So if right. you want, Oh, I'm sorry. The dark father, if you want that dark father, <laughs> the Batman dark side, then you're going to have to get all of them. So as usual, as usual. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, even though I haven't read them all, like I, you know, I kind of want that. <laughs> it's such, it, you know, I mean, it's such an epic take that exists in continuity somehow. Right. Jack Snyder doing his awesome horror stuff with Capullo. And that's really a thing, too, is like these are based on Capullo art. So um, I'll be getting this set to yeah, they look, finish it. They off. look great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, coming in that set, four figures. And then if you get them all, you get the, the Dark Father, who is basically Batman Darkseid, uh, the Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, which is Batman 2, of course, and then Superman and then the Robin King. Uh, so get ready for those. Those are going to be hitting in July. Uh, next up, we have an Iron Studios release, and we kind of just talk about these for fun. Uh, they are pretty epic. Um, this is a cheaper one, though, man. I actually did not notice that until I opened it up. And so that actually gets me kind of excited because I, I really like this. I like I like the design of the statue. Yeah, uh, I like the transformation from Clark Kent to Superman. Um, so we're looking, it's called the Clark Kent deluxe art statue, uh, coming out in December of this year from iron studios. And it's only 160 bucks, which is very different for iron studios guys. That's like, uh, nothing like normally their stuff's like six fifty. So yeah, this is, um, you know, I'm, it's, it's a pretty sweet looking figure. Honestly, it's a good thing you're not a Superman fan. I know. Stop spending that money. Guts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Next up, we have uh, something we speculated a little bit. We, uh, you and I, were talking about uh, when they announced the death throw for Mesco and why Hasbro would allow this to happen. Now it seems that they're teaming up with these companies. Uh, We first had the three zero where they were doing the one six scale figures, and then the Destro. Uh, Destro came out during uh, their toy fair. Now, today, we got a little thing from our friends over at Diamond Select Toys that they'll be doing a bunch of products with them uh, from Transformers, G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, D&D, Magic the Gathering, and even Gem and the Holograms. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm sure Zach is super pumped about this. Um, It's just, yeah, I I guess Hasbro is must be just kind of saying, hey, we we take, you know, a little cut from everyone you sell and getting it out there. You know, we always say this, especially during this segment, that it's all different types of collectors. You know, there's certain people who want to spend less than twenty five bucks. There's certain people don't mind spending that six fifty and and everything in between. So uh, Diamond Select is really good, um, especially at their PVCs where they look fantastic and they are what 50 bucks maybe 100 if they go yeah. really high scale so you know very very affordable uh and again they're display pieces they really do look great so um i'm excited to see you know we got that destro in a really sweet ass pose i'm i'm excited to see what other things are going to be rolling out from uh for for uh gi joe specifically yeah uh it's funny because i just got my my drizzits the the forgotten yeah, I got figure him, yeah. right isn't it's awesome right but what if, what about a statue of him you know i what know I mean? sweet yeah. thing like that uh i'm gonna leave this link in the uh in the show notes so that everybody can jump on over to our good friends at dst and check their site out and check this article out um but yeah, that's that's amazing. I can't wait to see what they come up with. Uh, but speaking of things, I'm gonna definitely buy on day one. Um, I'm a big Winnie the Pooh fan, the Tao Pooh. 
all that stuff. Uh, and when they announced this Lego ideas of Winnie the Pooh set and that it was coming soon, soon as in April 1st, <laughs> uh, yeah. I started to squirrel some money away into the, uh, the hundred acres woods. So, um, what do you think of this? You've mentioned some to me about definitely potential for more. Yeah. I mean, just cause we're missing a few characters, uh, from it, you know, um, like Christopher Robin and Rue and his mom and stuff like that. And owl. Uh, so, you know, they could do like that log walk scene. That's so famous when you're going into the woods, like again, yeah, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Winnie the Pooh. So um, this is like a, I don't know if it's a no brainer, but it's definitely something that I'm sure is going to sell really well. And all their Disney sets, you know, remember that uh, Mickey Mouse one? That was a genius set. It looked fantastic. Um, so yeah, this is this is another one of those. Like it's one of the ideas, guys. So someone went out there, they did it at their house, and then Lego said, "Yep, we're going to do it." So it looks great. They all have houses, right? But it'd be such a no-brainer. Like I mean, you if you want to go crazy, yes. <laughs> yeah. Build it out. It's house and all that, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of potential there. Um, but, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be picking that up. Cute set. Uh, last up in Toy News, uh, finally, the Batman 1989 movie battering prop replica from NECA, which only costs $17, is no longer a Walmart exclusive. So you don't have to go down to Walmart and get coronavirus or try to pre-order something that's never come to your house. You can actually just go on Entertainment Earth right now because I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. And you can get your hands on this amazing-looking cheap-ass collectible. Not cheap-ass is in it's not a good collectible. It's cheap as hell. Yeah, when you sent it over the other day, it was shocking how inexpensive it was. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty wild. Um, and you know, if you're a Batman 89 fan, like most of us are in, in the planet, uh, this is, this is the thing to get. I got my pursuit of plastic on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So Chris, where can you find us? Cause we've moved around a couple of things. We've grown. We've, we've grown a lot. Uh, so you are listening to Tally Talk, which is part of the DFAT Entertainment Network. And you can find us at dfatentertainment.com, along with the other great shows that are part of our new network. So uh, something for everyone, uh, genres of all, all sorts, from politics to comic talk to Star Wars to more politics to movies. You know? <laughs> so, so, so much and so much more. So check it out at dfatentertainment.com. Uh, check us out also at don't forget towel.com the beginning uh, of it all and also uh, defectcomics.com uh, where uh, Casey is working very hard on all the great imprints uh, that are a part of that uh, with also myself and Ruben Romero uh, so good times find us on the socials at the Twitters Facebooks and the Instagrams yeah um, I want to say Good to be back. Thank you guys so much for listening, supporting Hollow 3 currently on Kickstarter. Um, and yeah, you know, go out there and read some comics. And this is Chris saying, don't forget to tell. <laughs> <laughs>